This is the Nebraska Greats, a weekly podcast as a service to the Nebraska Greats Foundation, which serves former collegiate athletes facing medical needs and financial challenges. Your tax-deductible contribution will change the life of a former college sports hero. Please give online at negreats.org. And now, here's your host, Brett Wenn. Welcome to the Nebraska Greats Foundation. My name is Brett Wett and I'm your host today. Nebraska Greats Foundation, we are family. And so we raise awareness and money to help any former student letter winner from any of the colleges or universities in Nebraska that have a medical slash financial need. I've been with the board of directors here for the past two, two and a half years. And it's amazing how we've helped folks. Before I introduce our next guest, um, there are really three ways you can help us out at the Nebraska Greats Foundation. The first is uh, donate to our organization. Um, that money goes directly to help those in need. It's also tax deductible. Secondly, you're going to see our content come out on, on all of our social media platforms. Feel free to share that content. That really helps bring awareness to this. And lastly, and maybe even most importantly, you played with former team members, uh, teammates, excuse me, and you have friends or family that are former letter winners that uh, have a medical slash financial need, but they have too much pride to ask. And so if you know of somebody that needs our help, please direct them to anygreats.org or you can have them reach out to me and we are happy to help. Well, without further ado, um, I'd like to introduce our next guest. His name is Justin Coleman. He is a friend, uh, a former teammate of mine, uh, UNK Hall of Famer quarterback. Justin, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Brett. Um, so, Justin, you and I have known each other for quite some time, and, and I had the pleasure of being one of the linemen that blocked for you for probably three of the four years you played uh, as a starter. Um, the format of this conversation is just to have a conversation. So this is not an interview. You and I go way back. So I just would like our uh, th- those that listen to the podcast just kind of get an idea of, you know, you know, where, where did you grow up, kind of your high school experience, and then kind of moving into your college experience at UNK, and then we'll kind of talk about life, life afterwards. So well, I'll just jump into this with our first question. So Justin, you grew up and you were born and raised in McCook, Nebraska. Is that right? Officially born in my birth certificate would say Beatrice, but uh, raised in McCook. I moved there when I was couldn't even remember moving there, so I was that young. So I was around one, but yeah, pretty much raised in McCook, Nebraska, my whole life and, prior to college. Okay, and like I mean, I mean, Justin, look, I mean, I think a lot of us here in Nebraska, you end up playing three or four sports. So, what sports did you play, and which ones did you like the most in high school? Uh, in high school, I guess I uh, went out for obviously football, basketball, and golf. Uh, did do baseball up until I was like maybe 13, I believe, but just kind of gave that up just because of the summer commitment and wanted to go do camps and AU basketball and that uh, that ordeal. So give that up. But uh, basically, I mean, sports been a huge part of my life just with uh, having a dad that was a PE teacher and coach. So kind of was kind of I don't know if I had a choice of not of not liking sports, but uh I sure enjoyed it, and it's it's brought I mean brought me lifelong friends, just because of sports. So one 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 regret no no regrets with with love and sports. I chuckle a little bit because you brought up your dad, who uh, has been so involved in your life, and God rest his soul. Uh, you know, I miss I miss your father, and um, so so let's just start there. What was that like to have your dad? As you said, you didn't really maybe have a choice as you kind of smile as you say it, but like what was that like having your dad being a coach and and he was also a good athlete himself, if I remember right. Kind of walk us through that, Justin. Uh, I mean, just just having a dad as a coach, uh, 
I I remember being able to go to practices at age seven, eight, uh, just going to football practices. Uh, we lived right across the street from the practice field there in McCook. So I would John over and walk. Uh, and you know, I got the privilege of just doing practicing, helping out. And, uh, half the time, I'd maybe watch it for half an hour, then be playing in the long jump pits or kicking field goals myself. Uh, so, I mean, it brings back memories, kind of maybe a little uh, – not so known fact about it. Uh, Scott Frost's dad was a head coach of McCook for, I don't know, two, three years, maybe three, two, three years. So, uh, so just going, I mean, I would hang out with him a little bit of practice and everyone throwing, throwing the football around. So kind of, kind of, so it's just kind of brings like memories. Uh, my best friend at the time, Mike Rutterson, uh, we were able to be junior student managers. So got to, got to do the water bottles, uh, timeouts and that kind of stuff. So, so it's just, this is a, just being around, just being around the game, but just being around the coaches and the players and just, you know, just still memories of walking in the locker room and just smelling the sweat as a seven-year-old walking into the coach's office. So just stuff like that. It's, it's just fun to remember. No, those are great memories. And, um, and it's amazing how then you kind of, as we fast forward in our, in our conversation to you actually playing, you know, our quarterback at UNK and then having some stuff with the NFL afterwards, um, uh, those are formative years. And so, uh, so was your dad, I mean, so, so as you got older then and you started playing, I'm sure you went through junior varsity and football and then you went to the varsity team. What was it like? What, first of all, what position did you play in high school? Was it just quarterback or did you play both ways? Like most of us do uh, in high school, uh, was a quarterback. And then uh, I did play a safety at, at, at uh, on defense. I actually really enjoyed defense to be honest with you. It's kind of a, that safety, a thinking man's game back there too. So, uh, did that play that? Uh, just kind of went through. Uh, I didn't start really playing until eighth grade, even though we had a, a youth football program with Cook. But you know, I don't. My dad wasn't kind of. He was like, "You'll you'll be fine." Basically, you'll be fine playing in eighth grade and stuff like that. And so did that. Uh, I started my uh, sophomore year in junior varsity. Uh, we had a good quarterback. My sophomore year, senior Matt Kaminsky, who actually played basketball at UNK. So. Kind of stood behind him. They had a good senior class, and that kind of senior class got things kind of rolling. And I uh, was able to start my junior year uh, at quarterback, and we got beaten. We were state runners up, got just killed by Hastings in the finals, which is <laughs> sad to say. But it's it's uh, you can look it back in the record books. Not gonna, not gonna the score's not gonna change, so you're not gonna hide from it. But uh, got killed in a you know senior year started, and then just kind of went on from there. But I you know just. Having a dad as a coach and stuff like that, you're, you're around it all the time, and you're around. You got the privilege of sitting into just high school coaches meetings, you know, talking about things and kind of going from there. So, you know, it's just like I said, kind of a didn't. I didn't say I had a choice, but I, you know, I love I love every minute of being there. And I, I think my dad would probably shoot me away more, and I wanted to go all the time, but not <laughs> possible. But so just just enjoyed being like that. So, so Justin, so walk me through your first start as a junior. Were you, you know, what was that like for your first start? You're, you're, you know, coming off a huge loss. The year was it the year before? Is it your sophomore year with Matt at quarterback, where you guys lost to Hastings, or was it your junior year that you lost? My junior year, we actually lost to oh. Adam Central. Kind of got upset. We we're the number one seed or number one team in state. My sophomore, you're going all the way through and got experienced a little bit of playing on defense a little bit as a in the varsity level as a sophomore, but uh kind of got upset by Adam Central. And so, I mean, that year was kind of, quote, unquote, our year to win it all was my, my sophomore year. 
Okay. Okay. When Matt was at the helm. So walk me through your first start as a junior. What was that like for you? Uh, <laughs> obviously nerve wracking. And then we open up with our base, our big rival in Lexington. And uh, let's just say I didn't like blow the bar, the doors open with a, uh, with a game. Uh, we ended up like winning like seven, six or something like that. It was like a low scoring game, but uh, just, just nervous. Uh, and then, you know, just, just nervous and just, you know, it is, any step up from JV to varsity and from high school to college is going to be going to get used to the speed of the game a little bit. But uh, so that was, a, that was a step up. But then once once that was was done with it, kind of just the season just kind of took off by itself, and we kind of surprising some people, and we ended up making the state finals. But after that, it was kind of each each week got better and better, and just confidence wise going from there. As a, as you know, sports is huge on confidence and just believe in yourself and then your teammates. Well, the quarterback position is really interesting too, because actually not making unforced errors, right? From the center to center snap to not throwing interception. I mean, there's, there's a big part of the game, but just not making the mistakes. Right. Uh, um, and then two, then obviously running an offense and throwing the ball down the field. And we're, so last quick question about this experience with you as a junior, did, what was your, did you guys pass a lot? Did you run a lot? Did you have kind of a balance? What was your, what was kind of the offensive scheme you guys ran? Well, I mean, they took a, they took advantage of my fantastic running skills of running the beer option. So, but uh, all jokes aside, we I mean, probably for a high school team, we probably, we you know back back when we were in high school. I mean, obviously Nebraska was a big option running team, so most most high schools kind of gravitated towards that style as well. So uh, we we were no different. We ran the ball quite a bit, but I would say we probably passed the ball more than most high school teams, you know, maybe 15, 20 times a game ish in that, in that realm. So we threw the ball around a little bit for a high school team, probably back in that, that era of high school football in Nebraska. Did you enjoy throwing? Cause obviously in college, I mean, you threw for, I don't know, 11 or 12,000 yards. So did you enjoy throwing at the ball in high school? Was that natural for you, Justin? I guess natural, but I guess like anything, I wasn't like looking back, I wasn't fundamentally sound as a high schooler throwing the odd take a three-step drop and turn, turn into a seven-step drop, but stuff like that, just looking back like that. But as far as like knowing just from kind of being around, being around the game, knowing how to read coverages and stuff like that, not that high school coverage, you know, it's, you know, basically two or three different coverages, but at least knowing who, who to pick out to read and, and what to do. So, and we did a lot of play action stuff off the beer that probably helped get some guys free, but we obviously had some guys that could catch the ball too in high school. So, well, I've got a story about you reading defenses, which will come a little later. But um, so let's just kind of uh, kind of finish up the high school part of this conversation. So who were you recruited by? Um, you know, what were you looking forward to as far as college football? What, what did that look like for you? I mean, uh, uh, recruited by probably the, the biggest, like just division one was just Wyoming. Uh, I know I got invited to a summer thing of theirs. And then they were kind of letting me know that I was you know, in their top three of quarterbacks. They're actually, their one number one quarterback ended up coming out of, I think it's a Denver area. So they kind of stopped recruiting me. They only take one quarterback who he actually had a good career. And I know who he was, I believe he's at the NFL combine with me. So, I mean, obviously that was, that was fine. But then after that, it was just kind of the division two schools around the area. Uh, I knew my limitations out of a runner. So it kind of crossed out a few like uh, UNO, which obviously had a good, program back in the day but they were option football and then uh, uh south dakota's running a little bit of the beer but i, I kind of knew that 
wanted to throw the football around. I was looking for a school that would put the ball in the air. So it kind of came down to UNK and Fort Hayes State at, at the end. But then UNK, just because of the offense they ran, then uh, also knew like Nate Newhouse and a couple, you know, a couple guys that were already there that obviously peer recruited me there. And I, I, I felt I felt at home at UNK just from going on a visit from UNK versus Fort Hayes State from the get go. So. Yeah, I felt the same way about UNK, and 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 so we were in the same cl uh, recruiting class and came in at the same year. It was '96. Um, so recruited. Okay, so let's skip forward a little bit. So you graduate high school, and then you're coming into college. And of course, I was there the whole time you were. And so, you know, I guess walk me through your first impressions of your first camp at UNK um, and two days, like they used to do it. We <laughs> I can still feel the the dew on the on the morning practices on your pants when you sit down and stretch. So yeah, the two days were. It, it was. Uh, I remember y'all you know, leaving and hugging my mom goodbye and crying and going out the door. But by thirty miles down the road, I was I was I was you know ready to do the new experience. But uh, as far as the first year, like any freshman, I was scared as hell to be late for any meeting. Probably. 20 minutes early till meetings, uh, you know, that kind of stuff, that kind of stuff. But, uh, I, I going into that year that my year, I was, I was under a firm understanding that I'd be registering. So I kind of maybe take the pressure off you and just kind of knew that just kind of go learn as much as you can. And knowing that the following year, we had two senior quarterbacks at the time, Chad Rutar and, uh, Joel Stair. And so that knowing that they were there and, you know, to try to learn as much as, and possibly, you know, goal was maybe to start the next year. That was my mindset going in. So I was learn as much as I could the first year, but yet also just kind of getting into the college life. And, and, you know, back then I, I weighed a buck 80, buck 85, and I knew I needed to get in the weight room and stuff like that as well. So that, that's kind of what I mindset to concentrate on uh, going into that first year. Yeah. And just, I mean, look, I remember when both of us arrived for our orientation and, you know, Dick Collins, God rest his soul too. He recently passed our, our equipment manager, you know, kind of grabs you and he either likes you or doesn't like you. And so you kind of go through that and then you get set in the system. And I remember our orientation meeting with Coach Morris and Coach Boroff and the staff. And, you know, we were introduced to the no huddle offense. And, you know, was that pretty easy for you to pick up? I mean, uh, obviously, I was one of your offensive linemen. And of course, that took us some time to pick up the language. And, you know, and then you know, obviously the defense can stem and you got to change the play and all this jazz. Was that easy for you to pick up? Did you like it once you learned it? What were your thoughts on it? Well, I don't know about easy to pick up. I mean, it's it's all new verbiage, all new, you know, just the just the the plays were all. I mean, just the lingo and stuff was all new. So it wasn't. I will say, I will say they kept it pretty simple in the fact that you know you hear kind of the NFL plays and that kind of stuff that they have their verbalized back, but ours was definitely not that long. But just just it wasn't it wasn't an easy transition as far as learning it. I definitely spent some time in the playbook. I, I will say like, I do remember like a light switch turning on the sp spring ball of that first year after going through fall camp, like you kind of like didn't realize it, but you really did learn a lot in fall camp, even though you kind of seem like you're confused most of the time when they threw you in there and try to go do blitz pickup and that kind of stuff. But I felt like the light switch definitely turned on in spring ball. And like, I was, I retained a lot more than I thought I had, and I was ready to roll in spring ball. And not that I was still not learning, but uh, it, it still was swimming up there at times when you're trying to make, trying to make yeah. a call to the line of scrimmage, basically on, on, on pass protection and stuff like that. 
Right. And then also, you know, the pace of play was different, right? Probably than what we played in high school. Uh, so I thought that was another thing that you kind of had to adjust to as a lineman and as, as a quarterback kind of running all of us down the field, right? You got to, that's the kind of one of the advantages of doing no huddle. You guys can kind of speed up and we're trying to gas the defense a little bit and try to get them off, off, off footing. Would you say that, um, your time as a safety in high school then kind of meshed really nicely with that, that no huddle system and quickly being able to read the defense and then say, okay, so uh, I've got to, I've got to move the line to the left or the right, or I got to pick up this blitz. You feel, feel like that helped you quite a bit and prepared you for it? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, definitely. So uh, just as far as coverages and also like uh, kind of back in our era when that, when people were blitzing that kind of the safety was a guy that tipped everything off uh, when we were kind of, coming out that's kind of the the zone blitzes were just kind of getting new uh we we did see some for sure but it wasn't there was still a lot of man blitzing and the safety you know moving moving over the top and stuff but uh you know definitely the the safety was a key as far as blitz pick up i mean picking up blitzes and kind of reading coverages and stuff like that was the safety is big and you know i don't can't say that I pay attention a lot. I mean, obviously I pay attention, but just following the game and I was, you know, it's a little more zone, zone blitzing and stuff like that now. Now, so it's a little different in that respect, but I still think safety's probably going to tell you coverage wise and stuff like that, even now. Well, and like the NFL, you know, a lot of times the center is going to call the coverage. Uh, when we played, you would call the coverage protection. And I still remember all the verbiage. Like you literally go through our entire playbook and I, I have it memorized and I'm sure you do the same. Uh, it's the same for you, but, and so when you're reading those blitzes, anyways, I, I just wasn't a great when we, so let's see your redshirt freshman year. Uh, let's say, let's just skip forward to your third year. So your redshirt sophomore year, you know, that was so much fun when we were playing together and everyone knew the playbook, everyone knew the audibles and it was just really awesome. Speak a little bit about, you know, when you got into your sophomore year, redshirt sophomore year and we we're just running the offense down the field. I mean, it was just an awesome thing to be a part of, wasn't it, Justin? Yeah. I mean, uh, that's, I mean, kind of as a, as a player, you kind of know when you've kind of reached, reached your not potential, but when you know what everybody else is supposed to be doing and not just yourself, that's kind of, that's kind of when you know things click. Uh, I mean, it's, it, it was, it was, I mean, Football's fun when you're move, moving the ball and scoring and working together. So, you know, things just got easier uh, as far as when we got there. I know uh, I think our junior year, it seemed like we we kind of exploded with offense that year and kind of had some prime known for big plays and maybe almost scoring too fast sometimes to rest our defense. But that's kind of the mindset you have is be aggressive, be aggressive. And that's kind of the mindset I had as a quarterback was, you know, I was going to take our shots. And I know – Sometimes I probably put you guys in a, in a bind by holding the ball a little too long for you, you <laughs> fellas to, to block, which probably is, with all this analytic stuff, probably wasn't a good thing back in the day. But that's that's kind of was probably my, you know, thing as I held the ball on for quite a while sometimes. And I guess I, in my mindset was I'm going to try to make a play, and that's how that's how I make a play because I wasn't I wasn't the most fleet of foot. I wasn't going to be scrambling around making plays down, you know, like with my feet and get out of the pocket I had to I had to stick in there and try to hold on the ball as long as I could for the receiver to get open sometimes well it was always comfortable for us because you know again it was always personal for us like hey don't let anybody touch Justin yeah we, we were we're blitzed a lot sometimes I mean they try to run the corner blitzes on us and and I remember trying to pick some of that stuff up and you know we always knew where you're going to be and the other thing that was really great about you Justin is that you know you could take a little bit of a hit we never wanted you to be hit but if you took a little bit of a hit 
you were just so strong. You could just push people down and, and make great, great throws. And so, you know, those are some of my, uh, uh, some of my most favorite years. And I know you feel the same way about it. We had so much fun doing that. So one of the coaches I wanted to highlight, obviously coach Boroff, uh, obviously he's a legendary coach. And then, you know, coach Morris offensive line coach who ended up taking over for coach Boroff our senior year, but talk a little bit about Nate Katzer. I think one of the things that's that I wanted to bring to light a little bit is that Nate Katzer, I think is with the Redskins right now, uh, special teams coach. He's spent many years in the NFL after, after UNK. Talk to me about that. Talk to us about your relationship with him. And he was a big division one coach. So, you know, what was that like, Justin? Well, you know, like I, you know, you take everybody, you take every coach you had, and you kind of take a little something from what they what they brought to you. Uh, Nate, Coach Katzer, he definitely like uh, took me to the next level of thinking as far as how to watch film, how to just kind of analyze film, uh, that kind of stuff. Brought he really included me into play calling and what you know what you felt comfortable running, what we were you doing against the team this next week. So like I. I got the privilege of kind of sitting in on coaches meetings on at night with him and kind of going over the script and the going over, you know, top 10, you know, the first 10 plays scripted out and kind of stuff like that. So he, he definitely, he definitely put me in that aspect and he kind of got me into maybe really thinking about coaching coach Katzer. Uh, he's a really good teacher, motivator. I, I can tell you when he came with, uh, when we had team conditioning, we we much rather have team conditioning than uh, over on individual conditioning because we would we would be on the grounds about ready to puke with. So <laughs> he definitely had that had that mindset of he could he could really push you, but you you really enjoy just kind of being around him and learning football. He had that mindset of knowing one to step on you and, and push you, and knowing one to kind of give you a hug or pat you on the back. So he's he's, 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 he's a character for sure. So he was a character. We need to go and visit him. But you know, I, one of my favorite things I've never shared this with you, but. After our games, Katzer would come up to you and say, hey, Justin, you remember when they moved the safety here and did this? And, you know, we threw this and we threw the, hey, that was a great play. Like, I love that analysis, right? Um, and didn't we do a bunch of option routes, too? Wouldn't you kind of – didn't we have some routes that were option routes? You could we, had, we had option routes, yep. And yeah. I, we had option routes for sure. And I, I know Coach Katzer did uh, – man, I don't know. I can't speak for after, after you know, when I when I left. But I'm sure they kept a lot of it. But he, he did bring in some stuff that kind of – so to say, took the pressure off the quarterback a little bit with uh with uh, with with pr protections and how to how to do protections and stuff like that. So he kind of made it easier. Kind of made the running backs reading two people rather than just having one one person. So it kind of kind of lessened the load on the on the quarterback a little bit. So that was that was kind of nice. And he did bring a lot of option and read routes type stuff that that uh, was was not in our playbook before he before he was coaching there. Well, and I think it paired really well with our inside uh, zone plays, right? The idea is that, you know, you get hat on hat and then you let the running back pick which way he wants to go. And a lot of times, you know, Zach Mater would break it against uh, break it against the pursuit angles. And I just thought it was always a really, really great way to run an offense because they could pick wherever they wanted to go and we would just go the other way. And it was really beautiful. Um, so I'm going to take a quick break here, Justin, just to go Nebraska Greats Foundation. This is our NGF podcast. I've got Justin Coleman. UNK quarterback, Hall of Famer, and former teammate and friend. Um, Nebraska Gates Foundation is really simple. We raise awareness and money for uh, former student athletes uh, from any of the college universities that are in need. It's a medical slash financial need. We've helped out so many applicants, and it makes us really happy to do so. So appreciate you tuning into our podcast. If you have a former teammate, family, or friend that uh, has a medical slash financial need and maybe have too much pride to 
to ask for help, you know, send them to me, send them to anygreats.org. We have a really short application process and we'd love to, to help any way that we can. And so just jumping back into this interview here with Justin or not interview, but conversation with Justin Coleman. Um, so Justin, so we just talked about Nate Katzer. He's in the NFL. I know coach Wash uh, was with us there at UNK. He's been in the NFL. I think he was the def uh, defense coordinator for the Jaguars, right? For a while. Yeah, correct. I mean, I, I think when they had their, big defense he was a d coordinator so he's i mean looking back that was quite a coaching staff that we got to be a part of our our senior year uh i know coach wash still still stays pretty touch in regular touch with rich broderson there at unk so you know like he he keeps keeps in touch with the people from unk and you know, i think I, I think you would agree that you know there's some great people at unk that that you know it's a great community great people and when people leave i think they do keep in touch and got to golf with one of them and coach or dr rogers so he's he's quite the character and he's a he's a guy i'll never forget and the guy that because of unk is where, where i met so uh, that's you know, kind of a like that. it's a common theme in nebraska you know and it's the, obviously the theme of our uh, of our foundation that is you know we are family and, and and i think a lot of people are understated i think as you as you look so many great people have come out of nebraska and um we're not arrogant about it and we're uh i just think just really friendly people so, you know, we need to go visit Coach Katzer and Coach Wash. We should go watch a camp or something like that. Go, go check those guys out. But so let's go on to the senior year um, here um, of at, at UNK. Obviously, there was a lot of expectation on us uh, going into the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference our senior year. And to that point, I mean, you had just had a really a stellar, stellar statistic. Uh, uh, excuse me, your statistics were just stellar, right? Uh, passing the ball, thought we ran the ball well. Um, and so talk to me, uh, you know, I was with you on this, but talk to me as we get ready for your senior year, kind of what you're expecting. And then we'll kind of go through the end of that. You know, like going to my senior year, I'd, I'd kind of garnered some, you know, some accolades and also was getting, you know, like articles out there about being a possible NFL player and stuff like that. And so, you know, like that pressure was there. Uh, I definitely try to prepare myself that summer. Uh, I know I, you know, I busted in the weight room. I, I probably looking back, maybe gained, I shouldn't say gained weight. I mean, it was, I was put on weight. It was more, you know, muscle and pounds, but you know, just looking back and not having a nutrition program, I, I think, you know, like, you know, I got up to like around 250 by the start of the season, which I probably should be playing more at, at that point, 235 to 230, just kind of stuff like that. But I, you know, I, I really did try to, work out and stuff like that and you know but it's hard it's hard not to look forward and it's hard to stay in the moment when when you're kind of getting those you know recommended or just accolades and stuff like that your name being tossed around but you know i just wanted to go with that senior and then we had coach katzer who was brand new and kind of working with him and and then uh just kind of coach morris's first year so it was you know it was it was, it was a change but yeah it was a good change and uh, you know i I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it. I coached Morris's first year because I know he had a he ended up having a a great career there at UNK and took it to the kind of took him to the a next the next level as far as what we were there and hopefully we were part of that just just getting him ready to go for the next level qualifying for the playoffs and that kind of stuff. So obviously we didn't reach our goal of you know winning the conference ever, but we were always you know always up there pushing for conference titles, but we you know, can't quite can't quite go over the top, and that's kind of. Looking back, I wish it, wish, it, wish it would have happened, but it never did. Yeah, I, I feel the same way about it. Um, 
Yeah, so it's interesting. So uh, hum, uh, Justin's very humble here, but you were a Harlan Hill, which is the equivalent of the Heisman uh, for Division II players. You were a finalist, uh, yeah, finalist for that. And I don't remember, were you on the All-American? Uh, you were on a bunch of other, like I can't remember if it was the, well, what were some of the things you have to be a little more specific for, for everyone? Well, I don't, I mean, I, I know I remember seeing a, a publication out there that, um, you know, Mel Kuyper at, during Mel Kuyper. before the start had the, me list as the fifth best quarterback, you know, going into, I mean, going into the, the last year, uh, you know, stuff like that. You kind of see, see stuff like that as far as, uh, you know, awards or your name being thrown around. I, I remember, uh, just a quick story. I remember having an agent call me that summer and I really thought, you know, this is being naive and maybe coming from division two and, and may probably having, you know, like if you're a place like Nebraska, they kind of know the process of how th that stuff works. And when you get contacted, well, I, I thought it was illegal. And so I'm, I'm almost hanging up with the guy because I don't want to talk to him because I don't want to be, you know, ineligible because <laughs> I'm talking to some, but I didn't know that it was illegal that they can start contact, you know, they kind of, kind of start contacting you and kind of get your name out there and going, going with things. So I, that, that, that summer, I remember, you know, coming home, though, they're, you know, like I live with uh, Mike Brotherson and Scott Mooring and they were like, oh, there's some, some, another agent left a, you know, a voicemail on your, on our call, you know, our call ID, you know, and I, I really thought of at first it was illegal. I didn't really know what, you know, how to even go through that process. So, you know, just got, looking back, you know, been, it probably would have been nice to sit down with somebody that had gone through the process and known what, what, the, what, the, what's going to happen and stuff like that, you know, so. I mean, it's just kind of funny stories looking back. Like, I, I really thought it was illegal. That, you know, an agent was contacting me. And I guess, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's just funny to look back on, but just how naive I was as a, as a person and the stuff back yeah. then. Well, I mean, I love that story because, uh, you know, there's a whole other world with agents. And then obviously you got to put yourself into the draft, you know. And I think, you know, a couple of memorable moments I had uh, from that um, time with you is I remember us being nominated captains, which is a big deal. Uh, we were Coach Morch's first group of captains as a head coach. That was a big deal. And then, you know, I think the one game I would highlight, and then we'll kind of move on to kind of your experience at the NFL draft, and then we'll wrap this up. But um, our our last home game, I don't know, two feet of snow on the ground, and then and leading everything up to us being on, e on ESPN that day when you knocked off, I think, Peyton Manning on the all-time passing passing list walk, walk me through that uh, uh and what you thought about that game and being on espn that night well i don't know about you brev like when we were going out to go warm up i was like are we, re are we really gonna play this game there's there's four trucks on the field clearing off the field just so we can see the yard lines and stuff like that so it was it was, it was a pretty crazy experience and that's how you end your career uh going out there but uh but that whole experience i i actually and to this day, I'll actually say I really enjoyed playing in the snow as a quarterback just because it, it gave the offense an advantage on the passing game as far as defensive linemen couldn't get, get couldn't get, really get off on the on the passing and the you know, receivers knew where they were going. The defensive backs didn't. So the re defensive backs were really pretty tentative. You know, just now get get the wind in there. Maybe not so much, but give me a little snow and it's kind of it's kind of it's it's it gives the offense an advantage. So going into that, I had that mindset of, you know, just everybody's got to deal with it. So just deal with it mentally and just take it one play at a game, one time play at a time. And that's kind of the mindset with the, with bad weather. I just took like, everybody's got to deal with it. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to deal with it and keep my hands, keep my hands warm. And that's, that's all I really mattered and cared about. So it was so cold. I, and do you remember your stats from that day? I can't, was it 321 yards and like four touchdowns? I don't remember. Do you remember them, Justin? 
I, I don't, but I, mean, I, I knew it, it was a good game. And I, I remember, I mean, Coach Katzer was all sorts of jacked up. He was even in pregame warm-up. He was like, that was the first time I we went through warm-ups without really dropping a ball or, you know, just guys, you know, guys were locked in, I think. And, you know, it's kind of, it was a last hurrah. And, you know, that's kind of, you know, sad to think about. But uh, at the same time, you know, it was, a, it was a great memory. And, you know, every, everything has to come to an end. So you just kind of, it's kind of the thing to take from it is, Enjoy it while you have it, because it's 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 never it's not going to last forever. And I guess in sports in general, just in football in general, I mean, I get to meet people like you and lifelong friends that you never you get to meet from all the sports people do and all the just from being at UNK. And so you know, there's lifelong friends of twenty to twenty five guys you see, and it's like you never. You pick up where you left off the last time. So no, I feel the same way about it. And you know, going back to that game, I mean, as linemen, of course, we were we were you thought we were tough guys and didn't wear sleeves. And you know, <laughs> we're we were like in the shower for an hour afterwards, just trying to get feeling back to our skin. And but you know, again, it was just another testament. I think to, I think you're you know one of the best quarterbacks, probably the best quarterback that's ever played at UNK. And I mean, you were just picking people apart. I thought we did have an advantage to your point. Um, but if you remember the day before in our practice. It was grass is green. There was no snow. And I, I, you know, I was thinking, man, I'm going to kill somebody tomorrow. This is going to be fantastic. And so to walk out to two feet of snow and, you know, whether probably maybe about 50 people, 50 to 100 people at the game because it was so bad. It was just, it was just kind of crazy. And it was it's pretty of, it's surreal. It was a surreal moment for sure, like walking out there. And then to yeah. see ourselves on ESPN that night uh, going through uh, you breaking the record, knocking Peyton Manning off that all time passing list was was pretty special, I think, for all of us. Um, was that kind of weird to see that on ESPN, see on ESPN throwing the ball, Justin? Yeah, it was weird, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's weird. Division two kid on ESPN is is weird, and, and you know, just pretty you know, pretty simple background, or you know, just coming from small town and stuff like that. So it, it was real surreal and stuff like that. But like I said, I, you know, like I mean, football is the ultimate team game, and. I'm not breaking any records without everybody else on the field and you guys up front, the receivers and everybody doing their part. And I'm only one out of 11. I just, you know, I, you know, I think I, with a team sport like that, and my mindset was always like, I'm not going to let, I can't let the 10 guys down. That's, that's how I prepared. And that's, I can't, I can't let them down. That's, and I went with that mindset when I prepare for the season or going to the game. Like I, that was my biggest fear was letting people down. So I, that's kind of what motivated me and what motivated me to, you know, try to do my best every game and stuff like that. Hopefully I help people around me better. That's, you know, another goal. And then just not letting people down, but. You know, well, kinda, we, did, we didn't want to let you time. down either. Yeah. We didn't yeah. want to let you down either. Right. I mean, to this day, you know, I would literally run, run through a wall for you. I'd run through a wall for any of our teammates and, and, uh, yeah, it's just it's just awesome. I love hearing you talk about it. Um, so let's fast forward a little bit as we start to wrap this podcast up. So, so uh, our senior year of football ends. Uh, I believe you played some golf and basketball. I just can't remember what years they were. And then let's just talk the last thing. It'd be just like the NFL draft when you went on to do that. And and if you want to add something about your kids or anything like that, would love to love to hear what's going on with you today. So, uh, I mean, I did play basketball my first year at UNK. Uh... That's right. I, to this day, I don't know how like a person like Coach Crop did that. You know, like I, I weighed twenty pounds, twenty five pounds more than I ever weighed playing basketball, and just I just the thought of trying to get in shape for basketball shape going from there. So that did not last long. So gave a one hurrah and, and did that. But uh, for those people that do it, I got mad respect for people that 
that can cross over and do the football and then go into basketball and do that. Like that's, it's pretty unbelievable. But, uh, so the basketball, then, then after my, our senior last year, I decided to give golf world. <laughs> I ended up qualifying for a, a varsity meet and going off team or hitting range balls before our first round, my driver breaks. And I was coach Beechner was our coach and he's, I mean, I don't want to like, he was just a little bit older than myself. So his driver was not quite up to as far as <laughs> swing, swing and stuff like that. So I had to hit my five foot off the tee for a whole, for a whole two rounds. So didn't go well, but then, uh, so then, then kind of don't know what's going to happen with the NFL or the NFL level. And so I kind of decided maybe this probably like, if I have to go somewhere or go somewhere for, for football, that I kind of wanted to coach Beecher and said, you know, what, you probably better, get somebody else to be number five or you know, have somebody else. Cause I, I can't commit to the whole season for sure. Just knowing I'm a football. So then I think invited to the Alpha combine. Uh, that was an experience I'll never, ever forget. Kind of the craziest job interview you've ever, you'll ever kind of imagine. And I should say crazy. It's just, you know, you just, it's, it's, it's a unique experience, but yeah, they, I mean, they, they, they want to put you through the ringer. So you're getting, you're getting up at, five or six every morning, uh, you know, just, they want to, they want to see what you're made of type thing and kind of wear you down a little bit that way. And then, you know, I'll go work out taking, you know, wonder test or taking, you know, some test for 400 questions, you know, just in just the interviews and, you know, basically standing up in front of 200 scouts and just your, your boxer shorts on, you know, like looking at you, you know, going through body fat. So it's, 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 it's quite the ordeal. And then, I mean, I remember you see each team doctor and stuff like that. And I was on my, my like, like last one and they're, they're pulling on your arms and legs and my shoulder kind of gave out on my right shoulder. Just, you know, they're pulling down on it and they thought, well, we're going to go to MRI. might have something wrong with that. So I remember going to some, they transferred or some, you know, go to go to some hospital, or whatever, in a, in a, in a van. And so, Rode over I don't know if you remember Leonard Davis from Texas, big old big old lineman. So rolled over with him to go take it an MRI because some some team doctor thought I might have something wrong with my shoulder. So stuff like that. Uh, but I mean, it, it as it was, it was a great experience and something I'll never forget as far as the NFL Combine. Who were some of the guys you did through with? Wasn't wasn't Brady there? Was Vic there? I can't remember that class. Um, Vic, Michael Vic was. Uh, he actually didn't do much in the comedy. Came in for some interviews and left. But uh, Drew Brees. Yeah, one of the quarterbacks there. Uh, that Tim Hasselback, he's on, you know, on the shows. And actually, his he married the I can't remember her name, but she was on on the View, I believe. Uh, and but she was on a uh, Survivor, and she was actually on Survivor when we were at the NFL at the Combine. And he had he, he was like she could be in back home in bed. I wouldn't know because he he wouldn't know like what was going on. But she was on Survivor at the time, and he was down he was down the thing. So we when I got the I hung out with him quite a bit and kind of got to talk to him, but it was pretty, you know, pretty interesting. And then she goes on and has a, has a job in, you know, television as well. So it's pretty, you know, kind of, kind of crazy and stuff like that. I think about it. Uh, so it's Chris Winkie, I think was there. Yeah, Chris uh, Winkie from Florida state. Yeah. yeah. And Carson Palmer, who's obviously made his career too. So I remember, you know, wow. I, I, I remember thinking, listen, that guy talk. And I was like, that guy's got a bunch of hot air going, but, it's worked out for him. Just, just got just have an opinion, and that's that's what that's what matters, right, Brett? Just have an opinion. And, and. <laughs> that's very funny. But it, so, did you have the moment? Uh, you know, you know. So when I went to the Seahawks, like you're, I've been sitting there getting ready to go. Did you have a summer moment where you're like, 
okay, I'm from McCook, Nebraska, and I played Division II football, and here I am on the biggest stage at the NFL. Did that? Did you have a moment where maybe it was afterwards? You're like, okay, uh, that was crazy. Um, I never thought that this would happen in my life. Yeah, you know, going down before going down, I for sure did. You know, like a, you know, obviously something you dream about, but it's something that you don't. I don't know if that was going to be reality or anything. Like that. You don't think it's going to be reality, but you have that dream. And then I remember going down, thinking like one of my, you know, be guys with the, you know, we watch football on TV just like anybody, any other college kid or either kid that follows college sports or I'm, I'm with those guys that are on TV, which, you know, looking back now, like when I was in the experience and actually, you know, throwing or doing something that it never really crossed my mind. I was just there playing football and, yeah, I did. You know, I felt like I belonged. It wasn't like I was, you know, it wasn't like guys, oh, like, you know, that's impressive or whatever. But, you know, you do see some like athletic wise and stuff like that, some freakish things that you don't see at Division Two with, you know, right. 200, 260 pound guys run, you know, flying down on the 40. You're like, that's pretty impressive, you know, watching that guy run. But you see that kind of stuff as far as just like throwing the football and that kind of stuff. It was, you know, I've, you know, felt like, I belong, but I knew I knew I had an uphill battle just coming from Division Two, and I and I knew I had an uphill battle. It just, just limitations. I mean, it is what it is. You can I can laugh about it or joke about it, but limitations, you know, athletically a little bit as far as running and that kind of stuff. And and you know that, that's when that's when the turn towards a mobile quarterback looking for something to do out of the pocket, you know, kind of started right. turning with you know with Michael Vicks and that kind of stuff. So that's right. So not not, not making any excuses or anything like that, but that's just kind of the the nature of the thing. And I knew I had a little battle just from coming from small, small college and making that big jump from right. division two to the NFL. Well, look, Justin, I mean, look, we're so proud of you. I mean, I, I, I think you're one of, I'm very, very close to you. We don't see each other as much as we'd like to. And um, obviously we've been through, you know, lack for a better term, you know, war together playing football, but um, we're just really proud of you. So I guess to wrap this up, tell us about your kids. What are you doing these days? I think there are a lot of people who would love to know what, what's going on with you. I live in, in the Elkhorn, Nebraska area. Uh, got three, three fabulous girls, uh, Grayson, the oldest, uh, 14, Kinsley, the middle one at 11, Jayla, the youngest at eight. Uh, so going to be a soon to be freshman, sixth grader and third grader. So, uh, that's, I mean, that's other than working, spending time with uh, my girlfriend and her family. That's and just following our kids around is kind of what what, we, what we've been doing, Michelle and us. So we 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 got we got five, and they're all active and they're all doing their thing. So uh, it, I look that's forward awesome. to each day. Like <laughs> they look forward to each day. So like that, that's kind of you know my life right now is kind of based around my kids and following their activities and then which I shouldn't say I, I love that it's based on that. So, uh, and then just doing, I work for a company called Abante marketing, uh, do screen print and embroidery promotional products. So work with schools, colleges, high schools, middle schools, uh, corporate America, anything you can think of that throw your logo on. So give me a shout if you, if anybody out there needs something. No, I love <laughs> it, man. I love it, Justin. I just, well, look, man, enjoy those kids. You don't get that time back. And I know you're, you're really involved with them. I congratulate my hat off to you on that. And I guess, Hey, Justin, we want to say thank you for joining us for this podcast, man. It's really good to see you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll get together soon. We'll get together, play some golf and uh, 
Thanks again, Justin. So Nebraska Greats Foundation, we're going to wrap up our podcast. Again, anygreats.org. Our saying is we are family. So um, if you know of a former teammate or friend or family member that has a medical slash financial need, please reach out to us at anygreats.org. You can reach out to me um, on any of my social media platforms. And we're just really grateful uh, for Justin's time. And we hope everybody has a good day. Thank you. This has been Nebraska Greats, a weekly podcast serving the Nebraska Greats Foundation. You can find each episode on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Please give generously to serve Nebraska's former sports heroes in need at anygreats.org. And be sure to follow the Any Greats on Facebook and Twitter.